Hello, Leanna. Hello, Ed. Leanna, you ever met Yak Face? Yak Face? Yak Face. No. You know, everyone knows Yak Face. I I am afraid I am I I do not. You don't know Yak Face. No. Well, then I guess you're not going to go to the Star Wars Collectors Expo uh, in Toronto because their special guest is uh, Sean Crawford, who played Yak Face uh, in one of the Star Wars movies, episode in Episode Six. <clears throat> oh, so Return of the Jedi. Yes. Right. I I, I his... try I try to use the actual like names of the movies. I know it gets confusing. Um, so um, by the way, Yak Face uh has an actual name. It's Salt Marae. Oh, S A E L T Salt. That's the character's name. That's not the actor's oh, oh, name. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Yak Face. Okay, so here's the thing. Is that, is that politically correct? I mean... Yak Face? Yeah. I don't know. It's sort he, of he looks like he's got a yak face. I'm going to Google this character to make sure I know I'm talking about the right one. Well, here's the thing. They say this is the actor that portrayed Yak Face. And a Mon Calamari rare figure, and a Mon Calamari uh, Calamari officer, in both. Uh, here's the thing: these characters, the, <clears throat> this is not an actor that played these characters. No, you know what? It's still cool. It's still cool. There's an action figure. It's a rare action figure. It's all good. I have no problem with someone making a bit of money. On something like this, I'm good. This is not an actor. This is ah, somebody. For all you know, for all you know, they did a whole bunch of Shakespeare, and this was just something they did as a day player. Um, no, they say Ed, uh, Ed, Ed, you're showing your privilege here. Okay, this is the actor. Not, not that... all of us. Not all of us have your illustrious status. The actor that portrayed Yakface. The, 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 the Yakface. Is not a, it's not a human face at all. Yes, but neither the is the person... Mon Calamari. Like there was no, there's no acting in there. Like yeah, okay, can you imagine but, but Yak Face doing actor. Shakespeare? He is an actor. Okay. Yes, he's an actor, but he did not portray Yak Face. He was just well, kind of there. He did. No, I mean, portray... Charlize Theron has a cameo of uh I forget the name of the character from Doctor Strange, but she portrayed that character like Harry Clea, Styles. Think, right? Clea, that's right. Harry yes, Styles but there was playing... her. It was her. It was her body. It was her face. Okay, what about Andy Serkis's Gollum? He does the actual motion capture, walking around stuff. But this guy wore the makeup. This isn't a makeup. Yak faces like it's a it's a giant. It's a head they put on top of his head. Yeah, as somebody who's done mascot work, that is work. This isn't a mask. Okay, look. As for you know what I'm gonna do? You're I'm being gonna uh, so elitist right now. It's... I'm gonna go find people and uh get get no, I'm gonna no, become no. an agent. No, no, no. You gotta listen to me first. I'm gonna oh. go and find actors who need a couple of bucks. 
Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to set up an agency. Yeah. And I'm going to solicit uh, various Star Wars events and say that these are the people that played the Gamorrean guards in Return of the Jedi. But did they actually play the Gamorrean? No, guards? but who know? No one knows the difference. So because... you're going to commit fraud. Yes. Yes. Um, and. You see, this isn't really fraud. It's fraud. Because people uh, like yourself who find this, who think this is very cool, will show up, feel very cool, like, hey, isn't this cool? I met a Gamorrean guard. And they walk away feeling very special because they met the Gamorrean guard. Meanwhile, nobody knows what any of these people look like underneath all their makeup. So you're really, this is actually a service that providing uh, th this feeling of being special, having met a character from Return of the Jedi um, to people who show up. And doesn't the person deserve a few extra bucks for providing that lift to the person? Yeah, I, 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 fraud is bad. <laughs> fraud is just bad. What about, you know, Hammerhead? You know, that character also in the yeah. in the movies? Well, what about, okay, the guy the guy who wore the Max Rebo suit. He's cool. There, yes, yes. I know the actor who played the, who he did okay, that. Okay, Dave Prowse's voice didn't even get used, and he did conventions. Rest in peace. Uh, you know, Peter, uh, had, Peter Mayhew? They had more of a physical presence okay, than Yakface who sat at a bar. Okay, what about the people who played the Ewoks? The little people who played the Ewoks. Don't they deserve some credit for being some of the most popular furries in history? Well, yes. And the thing is, I don't know enough little people that I could commit fraud and say that these are people who played Ewoks. Okay. I, um, I don't care, Ed, if somebody was like, you know, I, I, I have my criticisms about modern Star Wars, but I got to admit that if somebody said, hey, Dave Filoni wants you to do a cameo in a, in the worst Star Wars thing ever. Like, I knew it was bad. The script was bad. The whole thing was bad. I would freaking do it because it's Star Wars. I am that self-aware. Oh, and that's fine. But when you are an extra who sat wearing layers and layers of latex at a bar... You are not portraying a character. You are just a prop. So? I mean, what so about the body double? don't say you Yak Face. What, you what didn't portray the, Yak Face. What about the body double for She-Hulk? <clears throat> well, that actually required, um, like, action and things like that. Well, so, so does wearing that big prosthetic. I'm not fighting you with this. You're just wrong on this, and you're being kind of mean. No, the people like when you get mean, like you're being judgy and you're being elitist and you're being mean. How do I even know that this person actually played Yak Face? Well, see, in your world, you don't because you're imagining getting people to fake it. I just this is not. This is not, uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to roll out a computer and say, this is the computer that generated a background character, a CGI character in, uh, uh, in, in episode nine. And well, weren't there, weren't there a couple of guys from in sync in one of the prequels or something like that? And um, you have no idea it's them. They were just in like stormtrooper outfits or something like that. I don't know. 
I read you know, that they somewhere. Were, I don't know if it's true. You remember how when remember how when Lucas uh, took the original trilogy and he updated it with computer graphics and things yeah. like that? Yeah, he put the uh, in sync guys in at uh, when the Death Star oh, uh, blew okay. up and had oh. them singing "Bye Bye Bye." <laughs> They're nice guys. I I, I liked I, I liked the in sync guys. I liked the in sync guys except for Justin Timberlake. I didn't like him. I never met Timberlake. I met him briefly. I know uh, Joey Fatone. Nice He's guy. He's a nice guy. Joey I have Fatone. A very funny Joey Fatone story. Joey Fatone showed me he had a contact lens with the Superman logo. He has on a it. Superman tattoo on his hip that he showed me. Okay. The oh, um, yeah. <laughs> the, the story. Um, Short version. Very different from the story you told last week. Yes. Um, but. Uh, like it's okay. Tattoos. There's many people with a Superman tattoo. To have a He's contact a huge lens, huge Superman fan. To have a contact lens with the Superman logo on it. First of all, there's no way you can see through you, that contact you lens. Actually, you actually can. I've worn special effects contact lenses. The the part with your your pupil is clear. The image is just around it. So there is, you know, um, this wasn't no. This was like this, a colored the, ring. No, the, right I in saw, the center. I saw the lens. I saw it. There was a space to see through. No. What is with you today? I saw the same lens. You're so gaslighty. Um, well, then don't go for a ride with me in the car with the windows down. Well, that's kind of usual with you. But what, Here's another what thing is going which, on? Like, you're here's just... another thing that you're going to say is snobby. I never use the term snobby. I said elitist. <clears throat> And the difference between the two is? The number of syllables. Oh, boy. All right. So um, I, I have I have a thing about people accurately quoting me, because if you can't actually recall what a person said, how do you know you're understanding the meaning correctly? No, you don't. Exactly. Um, so LinkedIn is a service. A business to what do they call it? B two B business to business service. It's a, it's a, it's a place for professionals to to connect and so on. I've found some use yeah. for it. Um, anyway, uh, no so, one has written me back on LinkedIn ever. I just stopped because I couldn't handle the disappointment. LinkedIn is not a great place for people to respond. I agree. I, with I don't. You. I've read some of the articles. But their their skills certification is an absolute racket. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Oh, All right. it's yeah, it, it's LinkedIn. I get that, that important people like you use it, Ed. But for for the average person, there's no communication on it. I, other than it just being a status symbol that you have articles on LinkedIn, I really don't see the purpose of it. Well, the idea is that you can connect with other people in your industry from yeah, around but the world. Yeah, that doesn't happen. No, but that is the idea. And what I usually wind up getting are people who are in an industry so far removed from yeah. anything I've ever worked in. Um, like See, I got, and what I the... what I don't like about LinkedIn is unlike on Twitter or Facebook or something like that. You can go, all right, this is a human being. I'm going to give them a chance. 
But on LinkedIn, if you don't only connect with important people, important people don't think you're important. I, I hate that about LinkedIn. Well, the most recent uh, person who wanted to connect with me is an individual who uh, says that they uh, are a commercial laundry solutions provider. Um, okay. Now, I don't know if I mean, that's, that's connected to work. me. I don't know if that's connected to me being a sock. Um, but that's honest but... work. Oh, yes. And, and listen, like to me... listen, listen, I think that people who do work that are never going to be superstars, never going to attract attention, never, you know, and they go to work every single day and they enjoy their work. I respect those people more than I respect people who get glory for their no, work. You don't. You just bash the guy who played yak face. Because that, that I don't like. Don't piss in my ear and tell me I'm tell me it's raining. How do I know that's actually yak face? Um, but it's and so I actually always click yes. People want to connect that's with me. Doing LinkedIn wrong. Well, I don't care. But it's like you work. I work in media. This person works in commercial laundry solutions. Yeah, but my thought is, all right, maybe that person will buy ads, right? Never happens on LinkedIn. Never. Yeah, I get some. I've had like dishwashers and things like that, which is fine, but it isn't the purpose of of LinkedIn. I just the purpose of LinkedIn is for, you know, people with fancy titles to show off. So I will say there are some people who I I I follow on LinkedIn. They must post links to about seven, six, seven articles a day. How do you have the, the, the it's gotta be your full-time job looking for articles to post? Well, it kind of is. I mean, it shows how little um work <laughs> CEOs and VPs do. Should say like, some of them work very hard, but those these guys aren't CEOs. Know. Like none of these people I'm talking about are CEOs. A lot, a lot of them have a time during the day. I mean, I know I, you know, I have to read a bunch of mental health literature to stay current. But uh, you know, you you find time. You do it for you can read seven articles in in under an hour, depending on how long they are. I guess. I mean, if you if you're disciplined and you make that part of your job, or, or every you day, have to do it because it's your job. I wonder. Actually, all these people I'm talking about are self-employed. But um, I'm wondering how many articles a day Yakface posts on LinkedIn. I suspect none. There's got to be articles about being a Yakface. There's a whole Yakface.com. Pardon me? It's about toy collecting. Because Yakface is a rare toy. Yakface. I'm sorry. Calm? If, yeah, if my legacy was I was the dude who played Yak Face in Star Wars, that'd be enough for me. Dayenu. But I, the thing is, I don't know that this is really the person that played Yak Face because there's no way to really know. Well, you can look it up and see if you if look it's at Yak Face, actor. where a human person's head is, is Yak Face's neck. Yakface's yeah. head begins where the top of someone's head is. But Star Wars knows who played him. I don't know. Are you interested in the 
Cal Kestis limited edition lightsaber hilt. Oh, th- those things are so stupid expensive. I, Who the hell's I, Cal Kestis? Does it really matter? Yeah, because uh, they want to sell me Cal Kestis' limited edition lightsaber hilt. They're, you know, do people really have this much money to, to spend on crap? He's, he's, okay, Jedi Survivor just came out. Jedi Survivor, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, it's a video game. Cal Kestis is the protagonist of the the thing that Fallen Order, uh, sorry, Survivor is a sequel, is a sequel to. Jedi Fallen Order is the first game in the series. Cal Kestis is the playable character in um in Jedi Fallen Order. And the sequel right, has so now, that's a, so it's marketing. That's a, it works. That's a character just with some it. that's a character with some prominence. All right. Um, but the Survivor, they're now adapting reality shows to Jedi. Well, it's a sequel. What is is there? Are we gonna see uh Jedi 90 Day Fiance? Jedi Island? Um, um, well, I mean, The Bachelor Jedi. I could make some terrible jokes, but I, I put nothing past Star Wars now. I, I put nothing past them. Instead they of the Kardashians, to... the Calrissians. I'd watch that. See if they. Yeah, actually I see. Did, I would watch that too. If they actually did clever stuff like that, I would totally watch it. They just go back to the well on Clone Wars and Rebels again and again lately. And God, they're making a Ray series. I don't know why Daisy Ridley is going back for more punishment. I mean, good for her. Not a series. But... She's getting a movie. Oh, is it a movie? Yeah. I thought it was a Disney Plus series. No, no, it's a, oh. it's an actual movie, big screen movie thingy. We'll see. Well, I that's what that's... they've announced it that it, it it it's the first the... Uh, that's going the first new Star Wars big screen movie I... that's come out in a while. I think the concept is better as a series. Some it's things like, are. It's her reestablishing the Jedi Order. You know what would have been a great series? Solo. People dumped on that movie, and I that was it. one of Solo is one of my favorite Star Wars movies ever because it has the energy and the fun of the original. Actually, the energy and fun of the original Star Wars movie was in Solo. It was excellent, as far as I'm concerned. Um, people were mad because young Solo was not played by the like 65 year old Harrison Ford. But but there again, it. At the very end of it drew back into Clone Wars and Rebels. They just can't shake, like, tell a story about another group of people in, you know, another slightly less long ago and slightly less far away, you know, but like, it's this massive universe and they keep telling stories in the same 50 year period. I don't get it. Though I will say, if anyone out there, um, if you like science fiction, Watch uh, Solo. It shows you how how it gets the Millennium Falcon. It shows early Lando meetings. It shows how he meets Chewbacca. Well, and, and, the two and of them... you know, you know what it doesn't show? What? An extensive training sequence of him learning to fly the Millennium Falcon the way they demanded of Rey. So watch Solo. It's a great movie. Um, uh, now Solo and the Star Wars universe is owned by Disney. Disney. I have to say, Leon, I never thought I've been 
politically aware following politics since the Reagan years. And I have followed Republicans and Democrats and Republicans stood for certain things, one of which was um, support for businesses, especially big mm-hmm. businesses. And to see Florida Governor Ron DeSantis continuing to beat up on Disney because Disney had the temerity to say that it didn't like one of his policies. This is to me weird world because this is not this is not weird Republican world? politics. Yeah, weird world. It's it's not Republican politics to be beating up on the biggest what oh. you're in your state. No, it is now. I called this the minute you did. I will say minute, you yeah. did. The you minute. did when people were complaining that Disney did not respond to the "Don't Say Gay" legislation. You said yeah. Disney can't I win. Called it. Yeah, no, you said I Disney said, can't win because yeah. if they speak up, DeSantis will go after them. Go after and you were the right. Reedy Creek District. It is the first thing I said, and that really irritated me because people Disney's an anti-gay company, and if you know anything about the Walt Disney Company. They protected their gay employees long before it was cool. They did it quietly because of the realities of the times. But I mean, one of their major songwriters died of AIDS and they lionized the guy. Like they they have been very supportive long before it was cool. So for people to just be take that cheap shot and go, if you don't do exactly what I want, it proves you don't care, but you do not know anything about the company you're slamming right now. Well, and unfortunately, uh, who was in charge at the time? Chappick? Yeah, Bob Chappick. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, he caved and made this statement, and the first thing DeSantis did was go after Reedy Creek, which is predictable, but apparently Disney has had contingency plans in place just in case for a while and now they are executing it like order 66 and it's it's a thing well disney uh for those who aren't following disney was basically a uh unincorporated uh town uh a municipality Within, no, they, uh, they, they were incorporated, weren't they? They weren't. They were incorporated, but they weren't incorporated as an actual town. Oh, okay. Um, but they were like a tax district or whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They're and, what's called a special district. They're all through the U.S. It's not Disney is not the only company that benefits from these tax districts. The Golden Gate Bridge is on one, for instance. So, um, Disney that that meant that Disney was able it it. Uh, Collected its own taxes. Right. Um, it provided uh, uh, par- like uh, emergency um, medical care, like ho- you know, like uh, ambulances. Yeah, it does, it does police. all all the infrastructure. Yes. In the uh, uh, sewage. Um, all yeah, you know, like all the infrastructure. Which is um, why it's so much nicer than the rest of Florida. Um, yes, the rest of Florida is a yak face, um, <laughs> and so. Uh, DeSantis decides that he's going to go, he's going to show that he's got the biggest uh, appendage. um, And that he basically, I think, looked at this Disney thing and said, I want to launch myself to be a presidential contender. uh, You know, 
facing Trump. And to him, it's like, this is a golden goose because he, he wanted the name recognition. He wanted to show that he had bigger cojones yeah. than than anybody else. And this was a way to distinguish himself without going after Trump. He could show that because the I read a thing the other week that, that made sense to me, which is the Republican uh, uh, race for a presidential candidate is not about policy. It's about dominance. Who comes across as the, you know, the 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 Tarzan who kills all the, the other apes yeah, uh, and beats his biggest, chest loudest? It's who's the biggest bully. Yes. It, for people who who are jumping up and down and stomping their feet and adult human male and all that nonsense, um, they sure seem obsessed with performing masculinity. And like you have to be, you have to perform, you have to do certain actions to be a real man. You don't simply exist. It's just such a strange dissonance yes, in terms of what they say, a, what they behave. It's called being a douchebag. Um, and so he figured this is a this is perfect. I don't have to beat up on human beings. I don't have to beat up on yeah. poor people. Uh, and well, which you know he did anyway. Um, yeah, they but, enjoy that. They don't look for deterrence. That, yeah, and he says this will show that I have the bona fides I to be the, the Republican president. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he starts going after Disney. Expected Disney to knuckle under. Disney's like, you know what? We were here long before you. We will be here long after you. Yeah. Um, and they didn't. They didn't knuckle under. And so, uh, DeSantis has continued to just attack Disney and. I don't think he this is going the way he thinks it's going. I don't think this shows him to be a uh, a strong leader. It shows him to be petty and I, I, business. I agree. I mean, do you really want this guy in charge? You disagree with him on one thing and he he tries to destroy you? Yeah, like what if you're a corporation, heck? corporations are the people that fund candidates. If you're a corporation, do you want to support a guy who may well, come after you no, if you have the I'm temerity not... to use your First uh, Amendment rights to express an opinion? Republican donors don't like this. And you know, and he's uh, people who had endorsed him for governor are endorsing Trump yeah. for the presidential. So well, the more because he's literally bad for business. The the more. Uh, he loses stature. The more he seems to be losing ground in his battle with Disney, the more Disney seems to be owning him, the more he gets desperate and ramps up showing how, you know, basically he's going to sh show how he can be more cruel than mm. anybody else. Um, so he beats up on people that uh, that, that the, the Trump uh, base likes seeing beat up on. He beats up on women. He yeah. beats up on gay people. He which, beats up on trans people. Which is quite quite a thing to to realize that the Republican Party enjoys it when men beat up on women. Well, yeah, it's just like you know the uh, the idea that you know the argument that Republicans give is uh, women have control over their bodies. They don't have to spread their legs. 
It's like, you know what? Come over here while yeah. I pound your face into mashed potatoes well, when you but, say something okay. like that. They say that, but you know, the, the thing about this stuff for people who are interested in, in analysis that actually makes sense and gets the right answers is you look at that statement. Oh, women should keep their legs closed. And then you look at them not caring that Trump, you know, committed adultery with a porn star. You can't oh, yeah, there's have no it both ways. You can't there's no have consistency. it both ways. And yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you are a male and you are against abortion, why don't you have a vasectomy? Why aren't you wearing a condom? Why well, are you putting it all on a woman? Why? Well, if you are against Ed, abortion, then don't th then do everything you can not to impregnate somebody. No, no, you don't understand how it works. They're against abortion because it's their kid in their minds. They own that child. They have the semen receipt. Is that it? That is it. Why are they upset when somebody they've never met has an abortion? Well, because it's some man's property. You know who this reminds me of what you're talking about? There's a YouTuber named Steven Crowder. Oh, that horrible. Yeah. Oh, what a what a piece of excrement. The, uh, um, at first, at first, I enjoyed the tea spilling this week. But the more the story came out, the more it's like, yeah, yeah, he's he, he's been going through a divorce and he did a video where basically he's angry that his wife is able to get a divorce without his permission. Yeah. What? Where do you live? What year, what year is this? Are you still walking around wearing those hats like the Mayflower pilgrims? Well, where you, you don't you, you expect your you expect your wife who wants to divorce you to seek your permission and if you say no it doesn't happen? Where? Where does this person live? And he's got millions of followers on YouTube. Okay, at these opinions deep not that deep down they're really widespread that's everybody's gotten the andrew tate thing wrong there's you know a what? backlash what i want to hear about how they got the andrew tate thing wrong give us a brief background not like last week when i gave that brief story about much music that took the whole hour um give mm -hmm. us a brief background on who andrew tate is john uh sorry john andrew tate is is a terrible person who looks like a cartoon of John Cryer playing Lex Luthor on Supergirl. And he was, short version, arrested in Romania on accusations of sex trafficking and fraud. Uh, but he built his clout by leveraging the fact that he got banned off YouTube and using other portions of the internet to attract young, angry men, not even men's, these are teenage boys, you know, as young as 12 in some cases. And they, uh, he, he gets them to signal boost his messaging because he's, you know, what your parents don't want you to know. And his message is that it, it, women it, are belongings of men and the way to attract women is to be abusive to them. Yeah, Is that correct. It, he said a lot of things. There are a lot of signs that he's really not stable or completely in touch with reality. But there have been a lot of pieces out there right now about 
why Andrew Tate caught. And it's a lot about how we're treating boys, how we're making boys hate themselves, how it's not okay to be a boy anymore. And every one of these stories of a perfectly wonderful parent who just didn't know and oh my goodness the media the youtube the, all that stuff you see the fact that their kids started and it, it's the moms they always focus on right but you see the fact that their kids started expressing an interest in this content and the parents didn't bother to find out what was up and whenever there's a, I mean, I usually know about various phenomena uh, on the internet when, you know, a, a older kid or a, a teenager I know is interested in it. But if they mention something and I don't know what it is, I look it up. Because if there's something I got to counterbalance, I want to know what it is. And it doesn't take that long. And... The problem, the problem that has led to Andrew Tate is not that the world or society makes boys feel lousy. It's that parents are just not, and, and this has been true all along. They do not nurture boys the way they nurture girls because it's that same thing of a real man is a bully. And you, wait now, do you think that parents are are directing their kids to be bullies, or do you think that they're not directing them away from being bullies? I think they're doing do as I say, not as I do, and they're not recognizing that you can tell a kid, especially a teenager, something until you're blue in the face. But if you don't model the behavior. If you don't treat them the way you want them to treat others, it's not going to take. They're going to they're going to take the example you set, not the lectures you give. OK, um, we should point out that he has his massage. I mean, he is a misogynist. He's not somebody, you know, a lot of people get accused of misogyny who aren't. But he okay. is okay, his attitudes towards women. Yeah, but let's face it, Ed, that word has been thrown around so much. People yeah, don't no know use. what it means anymore. And it tends to be it tends to be dealt at men, but some of the biggest misogynists I know are other women. Same way the biggest man haters, you know, biggest haters of other men I know are are some men. Yes. Any woman who's worked in entertainment knows of that that woman at work who's just out to get other women. Um, we we still are lousy at talking about this stuff. We want to do sloganeering and pat catchphrases and think that is going to replace actual mentoring. And everybody's so afraid to invest in young people now because of the pedo panic. Well, it, you know, what's interesting to me is that Andrew Tate like you know apparently young boys are approaching girls and saying make me a sandwich and oh, they like, you did know. that and they have always done that that's the i've thing. never seen that oh i you did see that not young oh boys. yeah i did see you that saw it happen to me 
I did see that. Lincoln lighting guy or something. And everybody backed him. You have seen it, Ed. This is not new. Um. Yeah, you're right. I, I have seen it. But, That's the uh, thing. It's everywhere, and women are supposed to just toughen up and handle it. And we want. Wonder... I think that's. I think that's crazy. Women should not be toughing up to to, to deal with the fact it that is these not undeveloped tough. that these men and boys now boys it being unemotionally not tough developed to accept abuse. I I can talk about that. There's actually science behind that. But rule number one: it is not tough to accept abuse. Um. No, I I I, I agree with you. And um, expecting women to show their toughness by just showing how much you can endure is not, you know, men are expected to fight back against everything. Women are expected to fight back against nothing and neither is right. Well, the other, the, the, there, is a, there is an aspect of being a man where you are supposed to just roll with the punches when someone insults you in your Unless group. it's a woman. Um, I guess. Um, now, there, there is something you're saying, Ed, and I think part of the reason that these sort of, you know, there's been an uptick, so to speak, is that sense of, uh, you know, anything a woman says, some guys think they're supposed to say, I accept your lived experience. And no, no self-respecting woman wants that. We're okay with a few questions. Just don't, don't come across as looking for an excuse to discount it because secretly you want to because you don't want to have to deal with the problem. That's There's all that. we're asking for. But the thing is, amongst men, there is usually in a group of people, it's rare. I mean, as you get older, guys who hang together are usually, um, they're all, there's, an, there, there's a sense of camaraderie. There's not a sense of following a dominant bully type. Oh, but, I disagree. Well, this is just my experience. Yeah, but when, yeah. That when you're younger, been, I, I see. Here we go. I believe that was your experience. It's not the experience for a lot of young men out there. They are bullied from the time they're about ten years old, and they're told, "Well, if you're weak, you get bullied. If you're strong, you bully." There's no in between. See, because I'm talking about guys forty and over. Okay, um, but that's a the world was people were the same. But those structures were very different back then. You know, we were allowed to hit back. Well, there's the, I mean, when I was growing up, it was always very much that if you had a group of guys, there was one guy who was Jack from uh, Lord of the, Lord of the Flies. There was one guy yeah. who was like the dominant guy and well, he was an a-hole. That, that was then, written about something. And then there was his, uh, his second in command, who yeah. was also an a-hole. And when the main a-hole was away, the secondary a-hole was a bigger a-hole than the first yeah. a-hole because he yeah. was trying to show that he could be a big a-hole. And yeah. then there was every other guy. And then there was one guy who uh, was like the Boogerman character in all those 80s uh, teen movies, who right. was the the one that everybody dumped on and you were supposed to take it with equanimity yeah. and laugh when the rest of them beat up on you and when That's right. uh when when the jack guy would beat up on the low the low guy on the totem pole yeah. the other people who were not high on the totem pole would laugh because they knew that if they laughed they right. were the ones being targeted right and, and you those. can't teach boys 
to respect girls if you don't teach them that they themselves deserve respect. It's just not possible. Respect comes from respecting yourself. You can't you can't expect that kind of double think to be well, instilled in a young man. No, it's and the idea, you know, the thing is, I, I as I've gotten older, I've had people who were terrible bullies uh, when I was younger who have contacted me and others through social media and said, mm. you know what? I am really sorry for the way that I was. I look back on that. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, I look back on that and I have, I regret every day that I treated people that way. I treated you that way. I feel really bad about it because, yeah, people grow up. Uh, it's, and whenever they do that, I'm like, all right, I forgive you. Yeah. You can't change who you were. I don't know what your circumstances were uh, growing they... up. I don't know what your family dynamic was growing up. I see you now as an adult. Mm -hmm. And as an adult, you're telling me that you you see the world differently. I'm going to I'm going to say, OK, because I don't want to be held to the same attitudes and behaviors that I uh, I had in my head see, 10 years ago, five years ago. Even I don't want to be held to mistaken, stupid attitudes that I had when I was younger, because what's the purpose of getting of growing as a person if you're always going to be regarded as the person that you once were, you know? Well, it's very important to make sure that you actually have grown and that you're not just looking for absolution. Um, I agree, though, in some cases, knowing that you need to seek absolution is showing some growth. Yeah, but you got to actually ask. Yes. And uh, uh, yeah, as and that's why when they reach out to me and yeah. they ask, I'm like, and there was that one guy. Who reached yeah, out to me? Takes, that 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 takes some that takes some self awareness, you know. Well, there was one guy who reached out to me, just wanted to, you know a Facebook friend request, and I said, "Why would I want to be a friend friends with you? Mm -hmm. When we were in elementary school, you were a horrible person to me." Mm -hmm. He didn't respond at all. Yeah. So that person is still a bad person, right. or they can't handle the guilt of the way they were, uh, or both. And that's why a lot of people are bad people because they can't be accountable. And being accountable doesn't mean you hate yourself. Quite the opposite. No, no, no. You, I mean, you can you can really hate who you were, but well, no, um, you shouldn't. You should understand. I shouldn't say shouldn't, but it's better to understand who you were and why you were like that. Because if you do that, you have more empathy for people you see the same behaviors in now, right? Well, something that people really need to understand about, I'll say boys between the ages of 15 and 18. And I say boys because I think that the world expects young men to be full men too soon and that's part of the problem the amount of stress is just overwhelming but there's a a period with i mean girls go through a period where perception is reality any parent of a teenage girl knows that you know my life is over at every little thing well, everybody that's teenagers hates me. in general no yeah but the way it manifests it manifests similarly but slightly different in boys. It manifests as just 
empathy for other people, a particular type of empathy takes a big dump right at that period of time. And everything becomes about follow the leader group dynamics. They're looking for cues from the people around them because they're starting to individuate. They're starting to not just be an extension of their parents. They're starting to be their own person. And they're trying to figure out who that own person is. So they try on other things because they're trying they they need other inputs that aren't just their parents try to separate from their parents right and there's a ton that's going on right now that's fighting that process and trying to either they, they force boys in a particular way to go from child to adult with no transition period in between and that's not fair that's like seasons in, in Toronto. Well, yeah. You know, from and winter likes to summer them. with no spring. Right. Nobody likes them. You you need, I mean, your brain doesn't fully mature until sometime between the ages of 25 and 28. So, I would say between the ages of 25 and 60. Well, you, you continue to evolve as a person, but that particular place of brain development is somewhere around there. And obviously some people it happens faster, some people it happens slower. You can't set your watch to it. And the expectations that things, the expectations on boys are, the expectations on girls are not fair in other ways. But these particular expectations on boys, Andrew Tate isn't the ones putting the anger in them. Andrew Tate is just exploiting the anger that already exists, that sense of powerlessness and that sense that they need to fast track from childhood to adulthood. And of course, they're going to go to guys like Andrew Tate who speak in snappy slogans and easy answers because he's offering a fast track. He's offering the how to the what. And if you don't want your boys to emulate that dude will give them another option. And so many people aren't, they're just going, you're bad. That's bad. That other thing you did also bad. People need positive reinforcement or they end up seeking out the thing that hurts the least. All right. That, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I but mean, this okay, whole th the you... whole thing about the world doing it. That's a cop out for parents. And we'll... the parents just not wanting to look at the part they played. It's like, oh, no, I'm a great parent because they're terrified of being a bad parent. It's like you can be an absolute great parent and still have room for improvement. This is true. And this is the kind of thoughtful analysis um, that can Leanna. I, can I say one more thing? I know we're coming low on. Time, yeah. OK. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Um, when you you find your kid um, consuming internet content or or consuming media you don't like, for God's sakes, do not ground them right away. Do not punish them right away. Talk to them. Set an expectation first. Listen to them. Really listen. Don't punish them first. 
it's going to send the wrong message to them. And you see that in every single one of these stories about parents who are deeply concerned that their kid went down the Andrew Tate rabbit hole. They found they broke the rules regarding media consumption and they instantly punished them. If your primary concern is having your kid not go the way of Andrew Tate, don't. Have a conversation with them, reassess expectations. And if they do it again after that, okay, set some rules, set some boundaries, but don't use punishment as a first resort. And you can listen to Liana give those kinds of analyses of value on It's Not Therapy, the radio show podcast, available uh, everywhere podcasts are available. Um, take a listen to that. And uh, uh, you can find me on social media. Liana, it's time for us to say, say goodbye. You do your thing. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.